This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, for this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Right, well, before we talk about the security robot, Phil, would you like to tell the listener a little about a bit about yourself and your backstory with Blake Seven? Oh, well, I mean, I've been a fan since, uh, well, since it was first on the telly back in 78. Um, I've always liked it. Uh, I bought the videos when they came out and updated to the VD- DVDs. Um, and it was actually... Um, quite a while before I got around to building anything from it. Um, you you must have had a go at a bracelet from Blue Peter, surely. Funnily enough, no. No, no wow. No, no. I saw them. I saw them do it, but I, I never actually. Um, I never actually did it myself. Do you? Um, do you? Because uh, I, because I, uh, I don't know your age, so I know Eric's oh. slightly older than me. Do you remember playing Blake Seven, like in I'm, the playground I'm and that? Hundred and forty-two. Right, well, so. slight, slight exaggeration. I'm Fifty-three. Yeah. Oh, you're the same age as me then. Ah. So, so do you remember playing Blake Seven in the playground? Like, was it that sort of a uh, an interest and love, or because we all no, we all we all played Doctor Who, didn't we? I think. Oh, I think at one stage we probably yeah. did, but I don't remember doing that though. All oh, right. Oh. Maybe I was a strange child. Yeah. Maybe perhaps, now I'm just taller. Yeah, perhaps sweaty <laughs> Gan put you off. Oh, me thinking about that now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, this this special we're doing today is about your um, your construction of the Federation security robot. Right. First, first question of the evening: What, when, and why did you decide to have a go at making your own? Well, um, it was actually suggested to me by. Um, a lady called Sue Little, her, her daughter, Sarah, who's now unfortunately passed away. Um, she was quite a big noise on the sort of uh, fan, fan scene. And uh, I always met her when, uh, when we went to Small Space and some of these other sort of like seven conventions. And she, she did actually, well, yeah, she basically, she, she nagged me into, in, into doing it. Um, and she was right because uh, it, it needed to come back. Uh, the original one's probably probably in a um, a landfill about thirty feet down on the on the outskirts of London somewhere. So uh, yeah, I never resurface. I I imagine it. You're probably right there because had it survived, I think it would have been cannibalised and used in something else, wouldn't it? You would have seen it on Red Dwarf, or you would have seen it on Captain Doctor Zep. Who, Captain oh, Zep, something. Oh, yes. So I reckon, yeah, I don't think. I wonder if it actually survived the sort of second lot of filming. Perhaps it didn't. I don't know because it, it was on Seek Locate Destroy, wasn't it? Yeah. And it came mm-hmm. back on um, Project Avalon. Project Avalon, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, slightly, slightly altered. They actually chopped the arms. They actually chopped the arms shorter. Yeah. Do you think they left it in Wookiee Hole? You oh think it's God. in a corner of Wookiee Hole? It's just been pushed into a corner somewhere yeah. and forgotten about. You the say robot, that. Yeah. The robot ended up in a Wookiee's hole. Mm. <laughs> 
There you go. Uh, yeah. You say it, um, you know, they cut the arms. Did they, or was it just a case that it was falling apart? Because, yeah, it, it does look a bit ropey in Project Avalon. It's probably a bit of both, I expect. I expect there may, there may have been some damage to it, so they thought, oh, well, kind of it with, you know, these bits hanging out, so we just chop this bit off and stick it on here, and that'll do. All right, so third question then <laughs> is, um, all right, you've been, um, it's been suggested to you to, to make one. How yeah. the blooming heck do you start going about it? Well, um, there is a picture of uh, Ian Schoons' original design sketch, uh, which says something like security robot, five, five feet tall, it's got a flamethrower. And that's where I started. So basically get screen grabs of the thing on the, on the, on the series, um, because I've never seen anything like plans or blueprints or any any shots of it being built or in a warehouse or somewhere not not on the screen. Um, so yeah, basically um, get screenshots and you say, right, well, it's five feet tall and then do a bit of, bit of measuring. Uh, I, I tend to use uh, Microsoft Publisher because you can make ridiculously huge pages on it. Um, and you can make sort of three meter tall sheets of paper on, on, on there in, in you know in virtually as it were mm -hmm. so it means you can take a picture and you can enlarge it up to you know in quotes full size and then sort of take measurements off of that and then right. um sort of work work from that i wouldn't say take the measurements and use you know treat them as gospel but do it do a a measure of what what it you know what this thing is supposed to be and then actually sort of sit down and sort of work it out with a pen and a bit of paper and see what uh, what goes where and how tall things are and all, all that sort of business. So uh, that's that's how I do it. Nothing particularly clever or technological. It, it's it really is pen and paper with a bit of a bit of computery help in the background. And did did you find because because there's not that many actual still photos of it, is there? I don't think. No, I mean all, uh, all, the, all the still photos are just stills from the from the the, the TV footage. Yeah, I, I've not come across anything that wasn't a, a then, frame from the from the from the TV there's, series. Well, there's there's a there is a publicity shot, isn't there? There there was a publicity shoot. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. yes, that's right. Yeah, that's that's the but, only. Yeah, you're you're right. That that's yeah. the only thing that isn't. Uh, Which TV. is yeah, sort of typical BBC. They go to the effort of doing a publicity shoot and take like one photo. <laughs> it's mm. typical BBC planning <laughs> that, I think. Um, but did you find? Because I've tried, I've tried similar with different projects, and video grabs uh, are not great because you're never quite certain if the ratio's correct or it's skewed, or there's always some. You know, they're trying to get measurements off. So, was how much of it do you think was? educated guesswork versus this is yeah, exactly probably, how it was. Probably, probably all of it. But I mean the um the other thing I use is heads and hands. You see people oh. standing next to thing next to things and I mean basically men's and women's heads, you know, pretty much all men and all women's heads would be about the same size. And the uh, same with hands. Is that why as, at the, at the original, at the, at the pre-COVID, um, at the pre-COVID uh, 
uh, Blake Seven event for Maximum Power. Is that why you were measuring Jan Chappelle's head? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just oh, like right. Jan Chappell's. So. Just a hobby, yeah. Just an excuse. Yes, yes. I guess I... I guess something that would uh, would have aided you quite a bit is, you know, the, the the security robots got what is clearly, you know, 1970s torches for eyes. And if you've got <laughs> yeah. one of those torch heads, you can extrapolate from that and measure up from that, I guess. Yeah, well, I, I bought a bunch of these um, Ever-Ready lanterns. They're like big square body, you know, big oblong bodied things with the, what looked like the right sort of white sort of um, lens at the front. Uh, but they're completely wrong. They're too big. Oh. I think the BBC did what they normally do with things like this. They go to a local shop and buy cheapy old stuff yeah. and stick that on. You know, rather than spending money on Ever Ready, it's it's going to be some made in Taiwan, never heard of it um, brand of whatever it is. Because things like the, um, in, in Doctor Who, uh, the Supreme Dalek, that um, sort of bronze and black one from uh, Planet of the Daleks. Oh, torch. Um, it's got the torch eye. I mean, the torch. Never found one. I've looked for yeah. them. I've searched high and low. Can't find them. I think that's another trip down the local news agents. Oh, cheap torch. Yeah. We'll have that one, please. And of yeah, course, yeah, you're probably right. They... Disappear into the ether. Yeah. And never seen again. Because that's the bane of the, the the prop replicator, isn't it? Is that either the original item becomes the rarity in itself we've all had i think we've all had that and we or like yeah. you say yeah it's no one can manage to track it down because yeah they've just nipped they've nipped down to the local cash and carry and brought a packet of 10 taiwanese torches mm. yes yeah the fact the factory was gone you know weeks later and not making them and um, yeah that's right you never yeah. ever find exactly the right one so i i had to make them from scratch using uh, i actually used the remains of the uh, everett torches for the sort of reflector bit right. i mm -hmm. cut, cut them down and the actual torch itself is is all ema um, abs tubing and lots of little bits of um, little uh, rectangles of, of plastic to give that sort of hand grippy sort of look around the outside do you ever use um 3d printing or you like like me, I bit, no, <laughs> can't no, get to grips. I, I do like 3D printing. I yeah. like the idea of it, but it means if I want to use it, I've, I've not got a clue how to, how to do it or any 3D, you know, creative yeah. sort of stuff. It means I would have to stop for what month, two months, and three learn months, and do nothing do yeah. except except learn that. Yeah. And I'd rather, I'd rather be thumping bits of wood with a hammer randomly for no apparent reason yeah rather than, than do that so no, I, I, mean, I, I probably should do it but it, it's I, yeah Anne always says to me um you should learn it because she she's starting to learn it at the moment and i like we've got a resin 3d printer and it's amazing for miniatures and little ships and things like that so i imagine it'd be great for parts but yeah i'm give me a lump of clay or a lump of wood or some plastic art and i'll fabricate one by hand that looks pretty good in half an hour whereas one yeah thing, it would take thing, me months to learn it yeah. one thing it would be handy for would be um scanning kit parts yes and oh. breaking them out at you know at the same size yeah uh because obviously i mean i've been working on the the space princess and built you know re re restoring that and i had to buy i think it's about a dozen of the 
Tamiya 8 red kits. Um, and I used about a handful of parts from each one. Mm. Uh, as this is, as that was original, I would have used the original parts anyway, but I was like making my own thing and yeah. I needed 20, you know, part 17 from, from an eight rad kit rather than buying loads of them. I could scan, scan one and print out however many yeah. I needed. And with a resin printer, especially the, um, you know, it would look as good as the, as yeah. the original parts. Yeah. And cost, you know, five pence or something. So. Perhaps that's it. Perhaps we we need to get you on a course. We'll get you on an open oh. university course. <laughs> yeah. Only if I can wear a big tie or something. Yeah. Like normal so, tie. So, would you like to um, just go through us uh, through it with us? Just the cons basic construction. What was the the body made out of? Well, the first thing I did before I went ahead and built the full size one is I built, built a tiny one out of cardboard, like a sort of tenth scale one. Um, just for you to see whether it all hung together and it, it looked right. And um, it did. Um, I think the head was a bit too tall when I first did it. But I uh, I cut the... Um, I, I, I'll, I'll come to that. But uh, basically, the, um, the main body construction, and I, I made some rough sort of arms in the right sort of shape, really just to sort of see and hold it against um, the, the stills I've got of, of the, the, actual, the actual robot. Just to see whether it looks like it's supposed to look, and yeah, for the most part, it did. So when you were happy with that, that that's you, you just scaled up from that, then did you to give you your plans? Yes. Well, I I, I scaled I, I basically I scaled I, I worked out what the sizes were. Then I scaled down and built this little maquette thing. I think that's probably what you, what you, what you call it. Um, and I sort of did it, and I thought, yeah, that isn't too bad. We'll go with that. And so then off I went. Um, the first thing I built was the body panels. Um, the body is mostly fiberglass because of course it's all repeated panels. So, uh, I, uh, I built, um, um, you know, one, one of each out of wood and plywood mm -hmm. and did a mold and took castings. Um, and the, um, they're all held. They've got like sort of hexagons of, 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 of ply at the sort of top and bottom of each each part, and they're they're, they're sort of bonded to uh, bonded to these hexagons. So you've basically got like sort of uh, they look like sort of weird sort of plant plant pots when they're when they were separate. Uh, these sort of hexagonal plant pots. Um, that's that's the basic body construction. So it's fairly light, but it's it's uh, it's easily repeated. I, I think the original one was probably all wood. But I just didn't fancy making sort of 18 panels out of out of wood and trying to get them all the same. Boy, that would have been heavy, wouldn't it? It would have been heavy, and if I'm out by a bit on one or two of them, then it's all going to go a bit wonky. So if they're all exactly the same, I can't go wrong. <laughs> Ooh, that's a dangerous thing to say, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you say it was a, a design by Ian Schoons, but there's no anecdotal information from the likes of Matt Irvin or 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 anybody about just who built it is there no i don't know who actually built the thing uh i don't know whether there were any plans drawn up um because i've i've never seen anything to indicate that there was any sort of proper sort of blueprinty plan drawn up i, I would imagine there would have been something like that because it's, it's quite a sort of 
in quotes sort of complex thing it, it turns you know it turns at the waist it lights up um got a flamethrower in it and then it opens a door there's a door that opens there's a flamethrower nozzle sticking out so uh, I, I would imagine there'd be some sort of plans or technical drawings or something that would have existed at the time but again this might be one of the, the things that's fallen down the great big Lake Seven black hole of uh, yes. things we'll ever see. So. Yeah, it's, it is weird that no one's no one's ever come forward to to claim it. So I wonder if it was because obviously, it, although the BBC had the special effects department that made a lot of stuff, they also had like the carpentry department, and it could yes. be that that there were plans and it was shipped off to the carpentry department to do all the like say the wood panels things like that. So it it, it could be that. That it was, yeah, it really was an unknown, you know. Perhaps the uh, the special effects guys didn't even know who made the parts and that for it. It's quite possible, yes. Yeah. yeah. I think you might be on on onto something there because I watched Seat Locate Destroy at lunchtime today, and I noticed that uh, one of the security robots' eyes is on the security gate that Villa has to open. Yeah. So yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, it's, yeah. Very, it's, it's the same thing isn't it yeah so it could be that the robot was considered not special effects but part of the set dressing and yeah. it was a set dresser that oh, actually de- demarcation was king wasn't it in the set oh, yes. BBC, yeah. oh yes like the, like the famous uh play school strike yeah yeah you know, the, you know who who winds the play school clock yeah is it props or is it scenery <laughs> yes. yeah wrong, wrong person touches it that's the end of yeah, it yeah that's it yeah. everyone out yeah, yeah. I'm also guessing that, you know, seeing as it's the 70s and it fires a flamethrower, that would have been lined inside with asbestos, I guess. I don't know. Um, probably not. It's a BBC with cost, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I must take your chances. Yeah, it's been a while. You, you might be able to answer this, Phil, because you've probably watched the episode a lot more recently than I have. Mm-hmm. Um, do we actually ever see it? The, the the robot itself firing the flamethrower or is it the door opens and then we see a close-up of the nozzle and the flame yeah I that's all you see it was you, never see, you never see the door opening by itself oh, really? you see um you see the robot i think it's in um project avalon you see the the robots are coming towards them that they're, they're, they're trying to um yeah. get up to the liberator and it, it it sort of it sort of cuts away to to them sort of saying you know gets out here and then back to the robot the door's open and then you just see us like a close-up of the the open the sort of, sort of side view of the open door yeah um with the thing going you know with the, with the flamethrower throwing its flame yeah so uh, tra- and of course tra- it just misses yeah. them as they as they as they ping off so yeah. and it's the same in uh, seat locate destroy you see you see the gun you don't see the thing open you just see the the, the flamethrower there mm. and it, it shoots at that cable that's moving yeah so i think it's it's probably a case of um like you say eric that that it's editing trickery rather than yeah. having to make the robot yeah it, it would have been nowhere near the flame perhaps perhaps although we might be wrong perhaps that's why it's not appeared in anything else it, it went woof <laughs> <laughs> i mean Fun. you can you can sort of see the the robot's body and arms and stuff yeah. so I, mean, I, I don't know whether they just took those bits off and yeah. made it separate for the shot or whatever but um but it certainly wasn't anything clever like a sort of remote opening door or anything like that. It's no. probably just stop filming, open the door, 
yeah. connect the fuel, and off off we go. String was king. <laughs> string well, was king. Yeah. well, string string was what was pulling him along, wasn't yeah, it? I yes. mean, I, um, um, I, 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 so I'm guessing he was on casters. Is your one on casters, Phil? Yes, it's on six casters. So, right. So I had it on three originally, and of course you try and push it, and instantly because it's a hexagonal base, like one at each other corner, I had, and of course you try and push it, and it, as soon as you try and push it, 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 it where there isn't a caster, it just goes doop and uh, mm. and stops. So I end up putting one in each corner. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean the original one was probably a combination of string, you know, it being pulled from the front or someone pushing it from the back. And like a stagehand out, out of sight. So yeah. I love the BBC. And did you, was, was I right, Phil, when you were talking to me at the convention? Was there someone in it at some point? Not your one, but the BBC one. Wasn't there a person in it or something? Wasn't there? Well, the, the name I've heard bandied about is, uh, what's his name? Kevin Sutherland. Right. He was supposedly in it at one, at one stage to, to operate it. But I, I've no idea how true that is. I can't see anyone that there are Kevin Sutherlands on IMDb, right? Uh, but I can't see one that has got any sort of, you know, uncredited Blake Seven credits. If you see what I mean? Because it's not. Um, it doesn't look that big, does it? Really? It's to, not that big. I mean, mine you couldn't get in because obviously yeah. it's it's like each section has got ply over it, so yeah. you'd never fit in there. But even if you made it hollow and had some sort of hollow swivelly thing where the um where the you know where it swivels at the waist um you'd have to be very very small yeah. to fit in there i mean you'd have to be like a sort of you know five-year-old child to get in there so uh, well it would it would be deep roy wouldn't it yeah i think he might i think mr roy might even struggle but it's it, yeah. it's, it's a very very small space in there one of the smaller decimas they would have chucked in there i guess <laughs> that's why yeah. they were crying yeah yeah i mean it is quite startling um to actually uh see the security robot uh up close and and thanks again phil for bringing along to forever Aven. um but uh how how small it is but again watching seat locate destroy today um i've noticed that the camera is right down low looking up at it i guess to yes. actually make it taller just like what they do with the daleks isn't it yeah yeah shoot shoot from a low angle it makes them look sort of yeah. bigger and more menacing so i think I if think... you shot from above or straight you know straight ahead it would look a bit sort of uh, you know i, I think there's so an impressive yeah there's an element as well as especially in sequel locate destroy I think they they shoot it from ground level upwards because they're trying to describe the curb that it's behind. Yes, yeah. Yes, the yes. wires and that that are pulling it. Yeah. Yes, because you can see. I think one of the first shots you see it sort of coming along the screen, sort of from yeah. from right to left. You can see there's like a curb right in front of yeah. the uh, the base. There's a stuff. split second you can see the cable. Just for yeah. a second, it just <laughs> pops above the curb and comes back down again. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not surprising, really, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm presuming, um, copyright-wise, that Terry Nation didn't have ownership of of this, unlike the Daleks where he mentioned an Abbott, because I think he would have um, he would oh, have pushed it more, wouldn't he? I oh, reckon. I think he would have tried and got a series. Yeah, out of it, yeah. Know, like, like he did with the he was going to have this Dalek series, wasn't he? Yeah. The Destroyers, I think he was called. Um, but um, yeah, I, I can imagine, I can imagine. You know these these robots having their own series. You know, sort of yeah. Uh, <laughs> the sort adventures of, uh, of the robots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
good name for him would be Bernie, yeah. wouldn't he? Because that's what he does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we, see, I was thinking, uh, I wonder what name the robot was given, but Bernie is great. I think he's forever Bernie now. Then. Yes. You, you can have like sort of, yeah. you know, Bern, a series like for, for kids like Bernie Discovers, you know, he goes yeah. to various places in the world, finds stuff, and then sets fire to it. Yeah. <laughs> He investigates some element each week. So this week we're looking at like you know calculators, and then he just burns it every just time. Yes. Yeah. That's right. This this week this week Bernie sets fire too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like something from the 90s, isn't it? Give the kids what they want, you know. <laughs> no, no one thinks of the arsonist, do they? No one no, thinks of never, their needs. Never, <laughs> never. No. No. I, I saw somewhere that, you know, it was meant to be in other episodes, but I think the reason, you know, it was phased out was, um, you know, Star Wars had come along, hadn't it? Um, you know, in the interim, and, you know, Blake Seven came out famously on, on the same day Star Wars opened over here, and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, he looks kind of. I, I always like this um, this period of like the mid seventies with robot design before Star Wars because you got the likes of Box in Logan's Run, yeah. which yes. are um, yeah just wooden performance robots with flappy arms, and then Star Wars comes along and it and it changed everything, didn't it? Well, yes. I mean, it changed the look of things like the spaceship models as well. If yeah. you look at something like uh, Revenge of the Cybermen. Uh, the Cyberman spaceship is is clean and silver. It, it's it's an interesting shape as well, but we'll, we'll gloss over that bit. But um, yeah. it, it, it's it's basically fairly clean, sort of aluminium silver. Mm. Um, it, it, it's very sort of Flash Gordon design in in, in some mm. some respects. It's very much like the sort of the sort of thirties sort of Flash Gordon sort of silver ship sort of sort of look. But then, of course, you get you get Star Wars coming up, and everything's sort of grimy and boilerplatey mm. and bloody Star you know, Wars. Bit downbeat. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So where, where where is the old robot now? Where is Bernie? Where do you keep Bernie? Well, he's over in my storage unit at the moment. Right. So uh, keep me a few friends company. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're piling up the robots and things, aren't you? I, I am. Yes, yes. That's odd. Is there a is there a robot or a a non organic creature design that is your holy grail? Or you think one day when I'm retired, when I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to have a go at that design? Ooh, uh, well, I think probably the the security robot might have been it. Really? Not, uh, yes. Not yeah. the robot from Volcano with the flashing. Oh, the, the groin. Flashing groin. Yeah. yeah. Well, the disco groin. I can, I can do that anyway after a couple of pina coladas. <laughs> that's true, yeah. tell you. That's, that's, that's another story. Um, no, I mean, the only other thing, things I'm, I'm thinking of doing, uh, in fact, I'm more than thinking of thinking of doing them, is something like um, another thing that went to the great, uh, the great ground, ground fill in the sky, as it were. Um, Federation Space Headquarters, the big white donut. Yes, yeah. Ooh. Yes, I think that's got to come back again. Yeah. How um, um, how big was that model? It never looks particularly big. I but think I it's. Know. I mean, uh, there is a photo of someone hanging it oh, from yeah. wire on wire. It looks about three feet in really? diameter. Wow. It's not huge, but it's, no. it's it's a fair size. But it's, yeah, I think it's about three or three and a half feet in diameter. That would be a good one. That would be iconic, wouldn't it? That would be good. I've got a. I've yeah. got a cunning plan for that. So, uh, well, I understand that the original donut, you know, the, what do you call it, Taurus, yeah. was, was carved from wood. 
So I don't know whether that's true or not, but I, I was I was informed that they oh, told right. me that the the original Taurus thing was carved from wood. So it's probably stolen from something else that the BBC did. It wasn't done mm. especially for for Blank Seven. But, that's in, um, that's interesting. We, we're going to have to now go back and look through mid seventies shows to see if we can see a, a three fine. foot a three foot Taurus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean the um, Emperor Emperor Dalek was um, uh, a, a, an eyeball from. Uh, one of the sort of medical programs, wasn't it? Uh, you know, the Davros um, White Imperial mm-hmm. Emperor. Oh, right. That, oh, was, um, yeah. that was an eyeball. I love the BBC the and their, uh, their recycling. Yes. I do, yeah. I do love that. There's nothing better than seeing a prop and recognising it from something else. I think it was from either Tomorrow's World or one of these sort of body matters yeah. programs, but it was, it was like a big sort of metre-wide yeah, um, a couple yeah. of spheres making an eyeball up, and they chopped it up and made the, the top half of the uh, the emperor. And Alpha Centauri, of course, was uh, created from a medical program on testicles. Wasn't it? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of balls. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if there's a twin out there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a random thought. Yeah. Um, but what was I talking about? You were talking about Federation HQ. Oh, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, sorry, we wandered a bit there, didn't we? Uh, we we, um, we, we do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to use the Doctor Who 10th anniversary special um, to help me recreate Federation Space Headquarters. Hold on, hold on. The Doctor Who 10th anniversary special. The Radio Times. Oh, the Radio Times. Ah, okay. I Do think you remember I've... the, yes, you remember yes. the, um, how, how, you know, build how to your make own the dough. Mm. Yes. Yep. That's right. Yeah, yep. I, I, I did that myself. Um, yeah, uh, like uh, a wooden former, a big old mm-hmm. dollop of clay. Yep. Uh, and then you just, you scrape it around until you get the shape you want. Yep. So basically, a big, big sort of longish sort of oblong of wood that's, yep. that's fastened in the, in the center to, a, to an upright pivot and then you basically cut a hemi uh, you know a semicircle out of the the, the bottom edge of the yep. the wood where you want it and then it's um i think it's just an ordinary you know like wall plaster um you sort of dot this round spin the thing around and you've got half a half a torus yeah that's, yeah, that's the I mean, that's the theory yeah the, the other way then i can then i can mold it and do fiberglass casting yeah. so it'd be nice and light because the other way you could do it would be to try and make a mould off of half of a, like a, a blown up inner tube, you know, a, a, a tyre. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how well it would react to getting moulded, though. It might be a bit, yeah. a bit weird. Because you'd, you'd have to do it in two halves. So. Yeah, you'd have to bear, like, yeah, you'd have to bury half of the inner tube to get that flat level to do the top half. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that might be a bit yeah. too much fun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, I I think you know, get the old uh, the old blaster. And, yeah. Well, what I'll probably do is put um, some like polystyrene down first, and then plaster over it just so it's not too thick, so it doesn't yeah. crack. And then yeah, spin the spin the thingy, and um, probably have to do it a couple of times, different you know, with a a rougher and a smoother plaster over the top, and uh, should end up with a a fairly circular. Half Taurus. So I think I can I, I I can picture you now like this weekend rushing out and buying clay and and having a, <laughs> having a bash. Huh, huh, huh. Yeah, I think that's on the cards quite soon. I tell you, you'll be chronicling this build. 
Phil? I strongly suspect so, yes. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, I think that's end of part one. We've got two specials coming from you, both to oh. do with Blake 7, both to do with special effects. So this is end of part one, isn't it? Yes. So, so uh, yeah, listener, come back shortly and we'll follow up with part two. All right. So thanks for your time this evening, Phil. No worries. Cheers, Thanks then. Thanks Bye. Bye.